Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 120, why we continue to go on double dates even when my husband doesn't want to. All right, seriously, why? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Why? I just want to say this at the beginning is because the title of this seems a little bit ungrateful from my point of view. Right. But we want to make a point. To all of our friends that we've ever gone on double dates with, I just want to say this because I think this is the point. Every single time we've gone out with, especially people we don't know yet, yeah. but even people that we do know and I like, I have social anxiety. Like, I do. I, it's something that my mom would be like, what? You're, like, you're very outgoing. It's because I choose to be, but in all reality, I have a really hard time being social. And you're mu- it's much easier for you to get to know new people and to go to places where there's going to be lots of people. But I really do have a hard time. And we're going to talk about this and how I've had to overcome this because I care about our, our relationship. Yeah. And I know that being social is a good thing. It's healthy. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's very, it's actually really important. And I think sometimes we can really underestimate actually how important it is. But I think we've probably... I think everyone listening has probably heard of some of the studies that were done a long time ago. Well, still are done. Yeah. About, you know, um, infants who do not have close contact with caregivers at a young age, right? And this concept of failure to thrive. And we need other humans in our lives. We are not meant to live alone. We are not meant to live in isolation. We are not meant to live so far removed from other people just so that our life is easy and convenient, right? But that's what that's, (laughs) isn't that the point of this world though, is to make everything convenient and easy. And, and look, if you've gotten this far in this video, please hit the subscribe button. If you're not subscribed, we're trying to get this out to as many people as we can. And YouTube is one of the ways that we're trying to grow our business And our business being trying to help marriages and connection and intimacy. And also hit the notification and also hit the like button, right? We are putting everything out there so that we can help people. And we need you, though. This isn't about just us, right? This is about sharing and liking. And this world that we live in is very much about social media. And as we try to grow this, we need social help, <laughs> yes. which is the topic of this as well. So one part of life is our friends in real life, which is probably a lot more important, right? For our individual health. Yes. But also to make sure that we have positive content because let's face it, we are all addicted to this. Whether you want to admit it or not, you are addicted to this. Oh yeah. The research numbers of how often we check our phones and how much, how many times we're switching 
even from one platform to another, one type of information to another, one stimulus to another is astounding. It's, it's actually being proven now that we are being controlled way more than we think when it comes to our devices. Look, we used to look down on how many hours of TV someone watched, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say someone watched six hours of TV a day. That was a lot. Yeah. Now, if you open your phone and you look at how much you use your phone every day, it'll tell you how much you're on, you know, when you're using it. I mean, it's way more than eight hours on average. And so our goal is to try to put, to push really good content that's helpful. Yeah. Because if there's not good content that's interesting and also helpful to you, then what are you looking at? Right. You're looking at TikTok videos and other shorts mostly, but also you're looking at Facebook and you're looking at other people's lives. And and the, again, the statistics on this and how it affects depression yeah. and how it affects even the suicide rate, et cetera, et cetera, and how it's even hurting marriages is out of control. And especially this time that we're going into, we want to be on the good side. Right. We want to we want to be the good guys. Yes. And that doesn't mean that we're perfect. We're far from it. And we want to share with you the things that we've learned and the things that we've studied about coaching and about thought and behavior and feelings and all these things, which are all truths that we want to share with you. But we need your help to push good content. So that's a little a little side plug there. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. And I think you also bring up a good point as far as like the, our social life being part of our healthy life, because yeah. we don't want to replace um, an actual physical social life where we physically meet with no. friends with social media. Yeah. Right. It's not a replacement. And actually, from the studies, it leads to more isolation. It's not really keeping us connected. So if we're going to do any good with this, our purpose is to help you while you're watching your, you know, your podcasts or listening to podcasts. We are promoting real life social interaction. Yeah. Even though some of us, like me, have a really hard time with it when it comes to taking that first step out the door. Yes. So let's dive into it. Let's talk a little bit about this. Um, sometimes whether you're, you know, just recently married or maybe you just have a few years under your belt, or maybe you've been married for a really long time, it's really important to just kind of take a moment to say like, what's our social life like right now? And yeah. I'm sure there's room for some improvement. And here's just a few questions you can ask yourself to kind of just get those mental connections fired up. Okay. Let's hear them. Okay. How many friends do we have as a couple? Now, that's subjective in some ways, right? What do you de what, what's a friend? Right. And this and we want to take this a little bit out of the individual zone right now, right? Because yeah. I could say I have this many friends by myself and you have this many friends. Yeah, well, um, what I mean is how many friends are close that we can trust or how many are acquaintances? How many are the kind of friends that you just have friends you just have fun with? Yes. How many friends are you do you have that you can call up and say, "Hey, this is going on in my marriage and it's really personal and I need to talk to you about it. And I trust you that you're not going to gossip. Yes. Right? There's like, there's a lot, a lot of different layers of friends, but what you're talking about is as a couple, how many friends do we have that we can be social with and feel comfortable being with? Yeah. And I, I actually hadn't, hadn't thought about it in as much detail as you're talking about with this question, but I think it's a really 
good one to dive into because if you do take it just those few steps deeper, like how many do we have as acquaintances? Yeah. Is it is it none, <laughs> right? Nice. Or is it like two or is it like 12? And, and, and potential friends. And potential friends, right? And then ask, also ask those questions, like how many really good friends do we have that will be there in the middle of the night when something is happening, right? I think it's it would be great to explore all those questions um, just to give some new insight into what those numbers actually are. Yeah. Once we increase our awareness, that's kind of usually that first step to do something about it and to improve it. Okay, so the answer to that question, I almost guarantee your answer is going to be higher than mine. It probably, and probably would be. In most marriages, it's probably the woman's answer. I think maybe maybe I'm wrong. It depends on the personalities of the husband and wife, but I th- I think women probably tend to want to think that they have more friends than the husband does. Yeah, I think it could go either way. I think also we've known a lot of social guys, husbands. Yeah. <laughs> I think who actually enjoy the interaction and the social part of it. Or maybe they're yeah. just all look, pretending. Well, and this is coming from me who has some social anxiety. And yeah. and for me, when I, and this is this kind of shows when I'm asking what level of friend, because when I think about my really, really close friends, it's not that many. Yeah. Right? I don't I don't have a lot of really close friends. And the numbers to me aren't as important. And I don't think the numbers are important to you either, but like, I want to have more close friends though. Yeah. Now I hurt myself. I I say, I want to have more close friends, but it's hard for me to do that. And so I don't put myself in situations like I should to gain more close relationships, especially guy friends, right? Like I'm not looking for other women to be friends with. Right. Right. But when it comes to male friends, I think that's important for men too to I do have too. friends that you trust and that you can confide in and aren't going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Right. Cause I've had friends over the years and like, you know, not all of them are great news. Right. Yes. I mean, and sometimes you realize that you like, you make a friend, you're like, Oh, this guy's cool, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you want to go to the titty bar? And you're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> She's laughing because that reminds her of a Scrabble game she played with our son who <laughs> thought titties were eyes. That's right. Anyway. Super young. Sorry. Ah, goodness you guys gracious. know me. I like to be a little bit, a little bit dirty. Oh, just a little. But anyways, just kind of having that conversation and, you know, just a moment to reflect on that um, will allow you to just kind of start thinking about it and saying, okay, well, maybe we only have one. Maybe it's time to expand a little bit. And I think this creates opportunities for you as a couple to start having discussions that maybe aren't most the most um, common conversations or the most obvious, right? Because usually planning a double date or a triple date with somebody, that's not like the top priorities of things that need to just get done in our daily busy lives. Okay, well, first of all, one priority, and that we've talked we've talked about this, is to have a date night every week. Yes. Okay. You and your wife, you and your husband have a date night every week and determine what that means for you and and do it. But then when you throw in another couple into the mix, like when you come and say, Hey, I talked to so and so and we're gonna go out, 
my first reaction is like, uh, <laughs> no, why did because, you do this? Because now I have to get outside my comfort zone. Now we have, we've moved a lot. And because of that, I think maybe I've developed some social anxiety, but I think I've gotten better at this as we've moved. And I love the friends we've made everywhere that we've been. Yeah. But I especially love the friends that we've made where we are now. But it hasn't been easy. It's not easy for me. So those of you that, you know, know where we live and have gone out with us, <laughs> it's, it's never been easy for me to go out with you. <laughs> but every single time, I've loved it. It's always been worth it. And it always connects us more too. Yes. Why is that? Well, I think part of it is because it gives you a new experience mm. as a couple. Yeah. And I think for me, that's one of the fun things about it. You know, it's like when you're thinking about who you already know as a couple or who you, who you would like to get to know and have become your friends, you know, you can say, let's find new friends that have something in common with us because right. it will be fun to connect and bond on those things that are similar. And at the same time, it would be awesome to say, you know what, let's go out with a couple that maybe we don't think we have things in common with them, that maybe they're so different that they are going to expand our experience as a human because they are going to talk about things that we've never talked about. I think that's a great point, right? Because yes. it, it does, it opens your perspective and gives you insight into other people's lives because perspective is limited, right? The only thing that's real to me is what I experience. Yeah. And I, and I make a lot of assumptions about how other people live because, well, that's what I would do or that's how I would live. And you see them and you, you just kind of assume that they have a similar kind of relationship. And then you realize, wow, every single time it's different. Yes. And it's, it's different in good ways. It's, you know, rarely do we go out with a couple and think, oh, well, that's crazy. <laughs> it has happened. Not where we live now, but it has happened in the past. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's very rare. But even those opportunities, you, you have to kind of be careful with those too because you might go out with another couple and then afterwards you're like, I'm glad we're not like that, <laughs> right? Or you, you kind of gossip about them. And I think couples talk about everything, right? So you're always going to judge the experience to some degree. But to have, and maybe this is part of what we are helping you with and recommending is that even if you have an experience that is super different than what you're used to, look for the good in that experience and how it can help you as a couple to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, I think as we're contemplating this concept of going out with other couples, another thing that could really help us ponder on this or another question we could ask ourselves is, are we willing to do the inviting or are we willing to start a small group of couples who do things together, maybe somewhat consistently? So I, I wanted to share just two examples of this. One, I know of a friend of mine, and we do not live close together at all. We live very far apart. But I know that she loves to do dinner groups. And so, you know... I can just watch her with, I think she does it with maybe three or four other couples. And I haven't re really been able to tell if it's the same three or four couples or if they're rotating them out. But it seems like every three or, three or four months, they come up with a theme. They go to someone else's house and everyone, you know, brings part of the meal like a potluck. And they just have so much fun. 
And I was like, what a fabulous idea. Just like a dinner group with yeah. themes. Yeah. Um, and then it also reminded me of a time early on in our marriage. We only had one kid and he was like a year old. And we had maybe four or five couples in our probably within three blocks who were all in the same boat. We were all yeah. new parents. I think all of us had one child. And we were like, what if we all like went up to the mountains and we rented a cabin and we dressed up and we did a murder mystery? <laughs> it was awesome. And I was like, do you think people would buy into that? Like, would we really get other couples to do it? And we did. And we all came in costume. We were all committed. And it was so much fun. We have the best memories of that. We only did it once yeah. with that group because we all ended up moving like, you know, within a year or two later. But that group was pretty tight. It was tight. And we do yeah. still keep in touch and support one another and stuff. And But that was so fun. And murder mysteries have been around for a long time. They're easy to get online or just at Target. Um, but it's such a fun way and a simple way to get other couples involved and just to develop those friendships in a very unique way. You know, and I think coming out of the COVID years, you know, it's interesting because look, however you feel about COVID, I, it was the whole lockdown thing is very unhealthy to not have social, you know, connection with people and to not be able to go over other people's houses. And look, we broke the rules quite a bit. <laughs> Because, you know, we we felt like, hey, if we go over to these people's house and we have, you know, Sunday dinner together or whatever, that's healthy. And we can't just be completely locked down from everything. You know, we get together with family and all that. But now that we don't have that um, restriction or, and it's not looked down upon and you can really say, hey, and to anybody, let's get together. I think we've also been trained not to yeah. as much as we might have wanted to before. And there's still some fear about sharing germs and about, you know, and maybe some anxiety that has been caused by, you know, the lockdown and, and other fears in the world. Let's just get over it. And, you know, while we can, because that may happen again. Yeah. And, and how are you preparing for that? Yeah, it's so true. So those are just a few questions to kind of just allow your brain to think about and that you guys can discuss as a couple, right? It's just to get the mind and the brain thinking. But I think we also just want to spend a few minutes talking about some of the benefits, right? Yeah. And we've mentioned a few of them. Um, but also one of the benefits is that while we do have our own unique personal and individual friends, this allows us to develop friendships as a couple, yeah. as a unite, as a unit, as two people who are united. And we, as a couple, you have your own identity as yeah. a couple, right? It's not like I'm just Shelly. I'm also Shelly Anderson. We're the Andersons. Right. And so people get to know us as the Andersons. And so it gives a lot of opportunity to be able to have that identity, your own personal identity, but also as the identity in the couple relationship. So I think that's one that we could just think about and not ignore, but that it's also a benefit to have that. Well, look, even though you live in the same house, you can grow apart really easily. Yes. And so just because you're married and, you know, 
many of you, if not all of you, can understand this. You can easily grow apart even living under the same roof and sleeping in the same bed. Yeah. And going out as that united couple, that married identity, I think that's one way that it keeps you connected. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden you you are able to see yourself that way, right? When When you're not going out and being social and not going out as that team, it's really easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. So we had an activity at our church probably about three months ago. It was called Senior Prom. And it was for yeah. anyone who was over 18 or over 21, whatever it was. Or 47 yeah. or 65 and or it was, 80. It was all ages. Yeah. And it was so fun to just get dressed up. And But we went there as a couple, right? And so we were involved with other couples yeah. dancing the night away. It was awesome. And that's just one thing that is also part of our identity as a couple. We love to dance. We love music. And so when we're able to go to these activities and enjoy the things that we love with other people, man, that is a really good way to keep our connection fun and exciting and alive. You know, and, and, it, and it actually surprises me. And it doesn't surprise me as much as it used to. Other couples... Might not seem like they like to dance, <laughs> but I think once you get people off the wall or out of the chair and onto the dance floor, everybody has fun dancing, especially when they start to feel comfortable being silly. That's a great way to connect with other couples too. Even though you're not talking, you're just, you know, sharing the dance floor. Yeah. It's way fun. Yeah. Um, another benefit of going on dates with other couples is that it really does add a sense of newness and excitement. And I, I really want to talk to the women for a second, because I think sometimes when we take a step back and look at intimacy, right? A lot of times women are not going to think that variety is their thing. And that maybe this concept of variety doesn't really add to their experience of intimacy. And a lot of times we can make the assumption that if we hear the word variety, it only means you know, dressing up in costumes in the bedroom and kinky, and kinky sex. sex positions, right? We think that's the only variety that is part of a couple's relationship. And what I want to offer is that's not true. It's not true at all. There is, There are so many ways we can add variety into our lives and our relationship. Because let's be real, some of the stuff that we have to do, there's not a lot of variety to it. Like if we're on the hamster wheel and we're like, okay, we got to make lunches and we got to do homework and we got to get, you know, the chores done. Those things don't have a lot of variety. So being able to put variety in some of the fun, like the date nights, that is such a good way to get variety in that adds to intimacy without it only being about sex. Yeah. It can really, really, really enhance intimacy. So I just wanted to throw that thought out there because I know that that's a big thing for me. Having variety outside the bedroom makes going into the bedroom much more exciting. Which is one of the reasons why I say yes <laughs> when you say we're going to go out with somebody. I say yes. I say yes. <laughs> Another benefit is that as we start to develop these new relationships, these new connections, we can 
foster a sense of belonging. We can create that for ourselves as a couple with others, but then we can also create that for them. Like, hey, if you guys need something, let us know, right? We're here for one another. We'll get through it. I love that we can create this sense of belonging with not that much effort, right? I think about how long we've been in this new neighborhood and how quickly we were able to feel like we belonged with the people that lived here. And a lot of it was because we did get social with them real quick and we did try to make that effort to spend time with them and go on those dates. We went on a lot of dates um, getting to know people and it does create that support network. So when something does happen or does come up, Maybe if the person two doors down can't do it, maybe the person across the street can do it, right? It's like you start to develop that um, support network. And that's awesome. And it's also awesome because in a year and a half or two years, you may only have, you know, five couples that you feel comfortable with. Well, stick it out, right? In another year and a half, you'll have 10. And, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to know a lot more people. And I think when you do this often and you're just open to it, when you look for opportunities to be social, you're going to gain more and more comfort with your life. And you're going to learn a lot more. You're going to have people teach you things that you never knew before. And perspectives, again, back to the variety. The more people that you know and that you actually interact with, I think the, the more colorful life can be. Now, there's also going to be people that you don't end up liking, right? Or don't like you. And that's also opportunity to, you know, get through those challenges as well, right? It's not going to be perfect and we don't, you know, live in a perfect world. But if you're open to looking for the good in other people, then you're going to find a lot more good. Yeah. I was just thinking about something, a specific example when you're talking about a couple who we haven't had that much interaction with and um on the surface level i'm like do we have a lot in common with them like i've you know thought about it and then about a month and a half ago we ended up in a conversation that lasted about an hour and a half and i remember being so surprised and blown away just by what we shared with each other in that hour and a half and i walked away feeling so grateful that we took the time to entertain that conversation and just allowed it to happen and didn't say like, well, I got to be somewhere in 20 minutes just because we hadn't really talked to them very much before. But we just said, this conversation's going really well. Let's keep it going. And the sense of gratitude that I had for them as humans and as a couple was so fulfilling that I was like, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful we had that conversation. And it was. I think we can look at talking to new people and engaging in those conversations as surprising. Like it's a new element for us to experience and allow to seep into our brain and into our heart and move us to something new or new thoughts or new experiences that we never would have had if we hadn't had those conversations. And it wasn't like they were like, let us tell us some, let us tell you guys something you don't know. Right. It was just a normal conversation and it was fabulous. Yeah. It was just healthy social interaction. 
Now, one thing I thought of as you were saying that is there's there's also times when you connect with somebody and you feel very connected to them and you don't know how connected they feel to you. Yeah, that's true. Right? So I've had feelings of like real connection to people and in my mind, I'm like, oh, this, this guy's going to be a great friend of mine. Yeah, we're going to be best friends. Yeah, we're going to be great friends and we have a lot in common and then, you know, the next time you see him, he kind of brushes you off, <laughs> right? Or Or it's obvious that, you know, he didn't feel the same way about you. And you know what? That's okay. And I think as you get more mature in your marriage and more mature as a person, like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I'd have been like, that guy's a complete a-hole. Right. But now I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, you're going to get close to people that you get close to. And and look, I have my best friends in the world, you know, like like I've got a few a few friends in my life that I might not talk to for a year. But then when I see them and we connect, it's like I was yesterday that we were together, right? And then you see the people every day. Like, and maybe it's not like that every day. Like things, people go in waves. People have different frequencies that rise and fall and they have good days and bad days. And we can't judge other people just because we feel a certain way. That's true. And I, so I think being social also gives you the ability to have more empathy and more understanding of human nature and also give you an opportunity to understand yourself even more as well. Yeah. Well, I think as we're getting close to the end of this episode, I wanted to um, point out the benefit as a couple, right? We've talked about some of them, but when you try to have a goal, you know, to go on double dates or triple dates or whatever they are, you have an opportunity as a couple to do things that you don't normally do, right? Like plan a double date, right? This gets your creative brain activated. What are we going to do? What's something maybe different? What's something unique? Yeah. It gives you an opportunity to have conversations that are outside of the everyday conversations, right? Just the to-do list. And so this can be such a great way to connect. And when you're planning a date in advance, You're thinking about things that are fun. You're imagining, hey, when I'm with Nick and we're with these other couples, we're going to have fun. So you're already having these wonderful thoughts in your mind about your spouse. Mm, I like that. And I think this is so good. And I think sometimes we don't ever realize that this is a beneficial thing, right? This is a beneficial thing for you as a couple. Yeah to be thinking about the future together in a way that is positive, uplifting. You imagine that you're going to be maybe enjoying good food together or laughing or being, you know, in character if you do the mystery dinner, right? You're just, you're envisioning your life together in a good way with your spouse. Or it's a break from the boring dates that you go on together with just you. (laughs) Dinner and a movie. Yeah. You're like, come on, let's do something new. Yes. I mean, that gives you variety too. And it also gives you maybe ideas of things that you want to do differently when you're just together as a couple. Yes. And I think also what comes with that is that there's also a sense of like planning. There's collaboration. Yeah, I like As that. you are talking, like, what do we want to do with this couple? Where do we want to meet? Where do we want to go? There's so much teamwork. There's so much back and forth in a positive way. Again, it breaks out of the routine of like, okay, I'm going to be here at this time and then you got to pick up this kid and then drive him over there. It's just different than that, right? It's so different. Um, And afterwards, 
after you guys go on the date, one of my favorite things that happens is the perspective that comes. Not only am I grateful that I was filled with laughter and happiness and just so much enjoyment of the time, you and I end up having these discussions about these amazing people. And it doesn't matter how long we've known them. We always discover something new or we feel grateful that, oh my gosh, they're going through something hard and I'm grateful maybe we're not going through that particular thing. Or it just gives us a perspective that we don't always have or is easy to dismiss. Well, it's also easy to see other couples and think, oh, they have a perfect life. Yeah. And going out with them, you realize that they're human just like you are. Yes. And there's a difference between comparing yourself in a prideful way so that you you want to put people down to make yourself feel better. That's not what we're talking about. It's just good to be reminded that people are people. And, you know, like, for example, at church, right? You might see some family that, you know, their kids are always well put together and, you know, they're always, you know, well-dressed and well-behaved. And you're just like, man, how come we can't be like that, right? Like, they seem so perfect. And then you go out with them and you're like, oh, man, it's more real than we thought, right? So it helps you actually to not wrongfully judge people yeah because now all of a sudden you're getting to know the the real them and you get to know that hey we're all in the same boat we're all we're all human and we're all flawed and we all have challenges and maybe it's easy for them to get their kids ready in the morning and make them look really nice but they have a challenge somewhere else yeah so true so well i think as you know As we think about the beauty and the benefits of going on couple dates and planning it, we're getting, as we plan the date, we're getting a lot of beautiful imagery and a lot of beautiful thoughts beforehand. Yeah. And then during the date, we're getting a lot of wonderful conversation and connection and stimulation and laughter and love. And then afterwards, we have those beautiful memories that not only can we reflect on, you know, immediately after, but also for years to come. So it also helps our future together as a couple. We always have those memories that we can go back to and say, remember that one time what happened at the restaurant, you know, yeah. and just laugh. So it it helps before, during, after, and into the future. It's awesome. Yes. Okay. Any final notes as we wrap up? Still to this day. I have social anxiety and it's hard for me to go into social settings, but every single time I'm grateful for So for any of you that are listening to this, if you have a spouse or you yourself have a hard time with it, just do it. Get outside of your comfort zone. And I'd say that's true for anything. Get outside of your comfort zone. Live, right? Yeah, live. Make a choice to live. So as you go through this next week, we'd like to invite you to really reflect on at least one couple, or maybe more. But within the next 30 days, your goal is to invite either one other couple or other couples to do something within the next 30 days. So like Nick said, get out of your comfort zone. Start to create those fun memories um, for yourself as a couple and also with other couples. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and we hope you will join us again next week.